Happy New Year. Hello. Happy New Year. Hello. Welcome to the Yowie Shelf. Grab a seat and relax. Uh, I have missed all of you so much. I've missed Corolla. Even though we just spoke a few weeks ago, we had a meeting. Yes. We had a meeting. A meeting, a meeting which I <laughs> <Yeah>. then proceeded <laughs> to immediately uh, forget. No, I didn't oh forget. God. You I didn't just, forget. You got I just busy. Did. I got busy. I was making that video, and then that kind of took all my... Yeah, Corolla my... made, like, genuinely the most fantastic best of 22 video, <laughs> best of 2022 for us. Love it. Fantastic. Couldn't have done it better. Uh, so greatly appreciated. I was laughing uh, so much, honestly. I was just like... <laughs> but we're back. Welcome to season Woo! four. Wow. I can't believe it's season four. Me neither. But, I mean, I wasn't counting, so... Has been meticulously <laughs> counting since the show started. Yes. I wanted to start off this video with a little bit of a haul since Christmas passed. And there was a couple of things that I got that have been pertinent to the show. Yes. <laughs> so my tell. friend got me a Seto Kaiba <laughs> for my birthday for uh, Christmas. Watch out or he'll finger gun you to death. He no will, way. but <laughs> look at this perfect grumpy little bitch. Oh, he looks so grumpy. He's look so, at his eyes. He's so he's done with everything. He's so angry. Oh, I love me. him so much. Um, fun fact, this is the same best friend who, so we go exchange Christmas presents at this dim sum restaurant back home. And we've been doing this for like five years. Like they know us by now. It's like, oh, it's them back on their bullshit. One year he got me a Rowlet that I screamed so loud about that people thought he proposed to me. <laughs> Did you get a free dessert? No. Because they figured out it was just a fucking owl. Um, oh. but <laughs> no! they were like, oh my god, did he propose? And it's like better. And I'm holding this round owl. Um, I also, when I was at Daiso. I got, woo, too far. I got a lemon gym bag. Yes. I got a lemon gym bag. Was that Daiso in the US or Daiso? It was in Daiso in the US. Okay. And I got a Kaiba Corp R&D department uh, mug. Yes. My friend knows me very, very well. Uh, so I wanted to do that little haul because these are things that we've talked about on the show and I thought like, it was important. Um didn't get a lot of BL stuff over the holidays. Usually, like, my aunts at least, like, pretend to try. And they're like, is this gay? And it's like, no. <laughs> no, it's not. I also didn't get... I think the only person who got me books this year was my sister. And mm -hmm. none of them... I mean, one of them, I guess, is gay. But it's, like, a regular graphic novel. Mm -hmm. uh, it's Swedish. And and I'm like, no one got me anything gay. I, I'm confused. But I got a lot of wool. So, like, people are trying to save my life. I appreciate it greatly. <laughs> but we're so glad to be back. And in the yeah. spirit of being back and being old, we're going to talk about some vintage BL titles that are still worth reading. Yes. In the spirit of being old. We're not that old. It's We're okay. really said, not. Said the person who literally woke up 20 minutes ago from a nap. Yeah, from, from a an nap. an afternoon nap. Had to, take a little, had to take a little nap. Oh my god, I'm so old. Uh, <laughs> this is the part of the show where we say we have a Patreon. We actually gained a new patron recently. Thank you so much for joining. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. to the madness. Uh, hey. Hey. Uh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I didn't even mean that. It just kind of 
Yes, you did. I think every time it happens, you mean it. What? Like, it? you mean it. You mean it. I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, but we'll have a Patreon episode next week. Thank you to all of our patrons that make this possible. We it's going to be. You out. Oh, it's going to be a fun one. It's this, gonna, I say that. I say that. It's not going to be funny. I take it back. It's going to be absolutely. I'm going to suffer so much. It's going to be horrible. You are. And I've been sharpening my pickaxe waiting for this moment for literally months. Oh, God. Yeah, you're Since the we one. said it. I've you're the one who, who thought up the name for this episode. I am. I'm brilliant. Uh, uh, so we're going to talk about some vintage titles uh, because we are old that are still worth reading. And uh, no, we will not just talk about gravitation for an hour and a half. We've already done that. You can find that we've episode. We've done that multiple times. <laughs> I don't understand what you're talking about. Uh, we're also going to talk about gravitation for an hour well, and a half. I mean, let's just get it out of the way. Read gravitation. Like, honestly, it's worth reading. It's amazing. I say watch Gravitation because then you get the music, which is the point of the thing. Yes, yes but also read it because I, <sighs> I love, okay, I love the series. I love the series, I but, but I love the manga and so many people haven't read it and I will die Who on this hill. I think you're wrong. No, I think I'm not. I think. Okay. Sound off in the comments. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I say watch the anime and then read the doujins and just be a little bit confused. <laughs> but read the manga. Okay, fine. <laughs> You're not going to be any less confused if you read the manga. The doujins are out of pocket. It's it's okay. It doesn't matter. You're going to be confused either way because, you know. Just... I mean, okay, we yes. said we're not going to talk about gravitation. Okay, we're not going to talk about now. gravitation. Okay, go on. <laughs> What's the next? What does this outline say? After we're not going to talk about gravitation. Okay, so I want to discuss uh, why reading vintage BL is hard. And I have to discuss the fact that vintage now means something between 20 and 30 years old, while retro means anything over like 20, 30 years old. I'm bringing the retro today, okay? Like a lot yeah. of mine are old. We're um, doing a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, so. Vintage at this point does mean the 1990s, which Jesus, no, kills me. It means I, the 90s and the 2000s, which yeah, kill me. Oh, I hate it here. So if so, really, this is a sound off of like the mo the the manga that made us. Um, if you listen to our episode with uh, BL Garden DFW, you might hear some overlapping titles as well yeah. because we talked about a lot of that over there great episode we need to have them on our show yes if you're listening you need to come on our show now did um, you see them over the holidays i did not i got so busy and then southwest fucked up everything and i was stuck for an additional like two days and i got nothing done i'm so mad but i will be back home probably for easter i will make time i will solidly make time um so I want to talk about some of the things that make reading vintage BL hard. And the first thing is, is accessibility. Um, one thing about older Fujin is that we tend to keep things. There's not always a lot of resale of this stuff. And we talked about that a little bit in the Fujin gift guide last month's episode. Yeah. Where we tend to hoard. Some of us have manga that we've kept since we were teenagers. 
yeah i'm just yeah quietly yeah. contemplating the fact that when i die I mean, I've told my friends this for years, build me a pyramid and bury me with all of my things because I am not letting go. You're not going to pry this manga from my cold, dead hands, okay? I'm taking it with me. Yeah, same. Like, I, well, no, I, I, I always said that uh, my co-host gets my yaoi shelf. So I'd be you, Corolla. But we're, it's going to be so much overlap. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you not have 15 copies of Twittering Birds Never Fly in varying languages? I don't understand what you're talking about. It's fine because we could always just I we as if I'm gonna help. My friends can always build the pyramid out of BL. I can be <laughs> it's fine. We'll find a solution. And the only reason I'm saying pyramid instead of you know the whole Viking burial thing is that you know yeah. they they burned the Vikings. Yeah, I don't want I don't want my no. books to be burned. No. No, that's not happening. That I, you know what? Happening. I would love for it to be like a sponsored thing because I'm a narcissist. I'd love for it to be like, you know, the Amanda Memorial, like, Yowie shelf. Yeah, I know, right? Like some, or like some, like, local anime club or something. I'd love that. Like, like it's just like a shelf full of, like, manga and anime. Yeah. And it's like the, the, the Amanda Memorial weeb shit. I love that. If I don't get to take it with me, uh, I guess someone will just have to open like a manga museum in my name or something. I just realized that the lemon bag has words, and this is I cannot contain myself. Oh wow! For How joy, fitting. I cannot contain myself for joy. I love Daiso, and it's ever so slightly off uh, English phrases. I love it. I miss Daiso. I, there are so many in Texas. I'm so, I'm so surprised. There's so Why? Why? We have a large Asian population. Mm. But, so, accessibility. This stuff is not always easy to find. Now, nope. I was going to say Netflix, not Netflix. eBay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Netflix. Netflix, notorious for canceling <laughs> after one season. eBay, uh. you know, thrift books. Um, mm. Even sometimes Amazon. And yeah. other, again, Mercari, you know, the secondhand market. Sometimes you will be surprised at what people are willing to sell. Mm -hmm. um, I've mentioned for those of us who have a half price books, half price books is amazing for that shit. Because sometimes you do get like the weeb liquidation where someone clearly sold like their entire collection. I will never understand those people. So, I actually am not a person that has an entirely original collection, because I was that person. I graduated from high school, and, you know, my aunt was convinced that this was all satanic pornography, so she didn't like me having it anyways. And she had kind of, like, gaslit me into thinking that I'd grow out of it, like, this would be a phase that I stopped mm. liking. Like, being bisexual. It's a of phase course. that I'll grow out of. Yeah. Um, so I sold and got rid of a lot of my oh manga my when I was younger because I was just convinced that, like, I'd go to college and I'd become an adult and adults don't like kid stuff. And then I went to college and learned that not only are there people that still like this shit, I then became anime club president. Because turns out when you like something, you like something. Yep. That's, that's how so, that works. I was that person that got rid of a lot wow. of my collection. Like, to this day, I'm bitter about it. But I got rid of oh, all I get of that. my stuff. Um, 
in my adult years, I've really been, like, buying back the things mm. that I love. It started really with Yu-Gi-Oh! And then, like, it continued with manga. Where it's like, if, I, if I'm at half price, and it's like, oh, here's a couple volumes of Only the Ring Finger Knows. Am I ever going to read this again? No. But does this make me happy? Because I read this shit when I was a dumb high schooler? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, accessibility is huge. And I don't ever mm. want to downplay... How difficult it is you know you've probably heard corolla you know lamenting over here because americans have all these options that just aren't available <laughs> you know it's the it's it's the forever suffering of being an international fan of anything it was mm -hmm. just like when this whole community got started you know like i want to say 15 20 years ago and even yeah. you know even 10 years ago Obviously, we have a bigger community now. Everything is much more international and accessible. But just things like, you know, like cosplay. We would go on on websites and it would be like tutorials. Mm -hmm. And then they would all say the same thing. They would all say, oh, this is super easy. You just, you, you need these things. And you can get them at Walmart. And we're over here like... What's the Walmart? The fuck? And, you know, and that's all, because everything was so US centric and we don't have any of these things. I mean, it, it's gotten a lot better, but, you know, just hearing you talk about all these physical places that you can go to mm -hmm. that are like available and and that do a lot of thrifting, like we, we don't have that. <laughs> yeah, it's really crazy because, yeah, like as much as we may complain about like access issues here. Americans are very, very privileged in that we have. And then also, again, like, we have that cultural, yeah. you know, sort of thing of, like, sometimes we do just get rid of it. And again, like, I regret getting rid of my collection. I regret letting my aunt gaslight me into thinking that I'd grow out of this just, like, bisexuality. Um, I love that, like, those are the things I was supposed to grow out of were bisexuality and manga. The hallmarks of becoming an adult is growing out of your bisexuality and your love of anime. Um... We actually talked about that not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did, we did. Well, no, actually, like, me and my aunt talked about it. Oh! Uh, and it was really, really funny because she, because we were talking about, like, how she tried to support everything else that I did, which is true. If I wanted to do quiz league, <laughs> she supported me. If I wanted to do Latin, she supported me. If I wanted to do debate, she supported me. And she's like, and she flat out said, she's like, the only thing I didn't support was that anime stuff. And that and was what like, stuck, yeah. Yeah, and and I was like, you know what? In all honesty, like, I disagree with how you went about it. But I get why, if this is something completely foreign to me, I would also think this is nothing but satanic pornography. <laughs> I mean, at least it's pornography. Yeah, at very least it's pornography. <laughs> it may not be satanic always, but... Well, I was watching, like, Full Metal Alchemist and Death Note and shit, so, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. So... Which we're not going to talk about that Death Note character pull. <laughs> I am freaking livid. We had a moment, didn't we? We had we had a moment. We had we a did. moment in our in our private chat where we were we just, did we did. Yeah. Uh, so accessibility is a huge one. Uh, Corolla, do you want to talk about publishing houses that just don't exist anymore? Yeah, I mean it's <sighs> there are so many. A it's, lot have fallen. I mean, it's funny because it's like, on one hand, you know, because we talked about this mm -hmm. uh, previously uh, before Christmas, we talked about how, you know, there was nothing. Like, nothing was available. We didn't have mm -hmm. anything. You would have to, you know, 
But when you think about it, we actually there actually were so many publishing houses that just mm -hmm. vanished almost before you had an inkling that they existed. Because it's only I think it's not until now that I've started thrifting a lot of like old stuff that I never mm -hmm. found here that I've mm -hmm. seen a lot of brands that I didn't know existed back mm -hmm. then. So it's like, I always think about, you know, because it was Tokyo Pop, which was, you know, the giant, and then they mm -hmm. went under for a while. And, and they came back. yeah, and, but they, and, but when they came back, I will forever be salty because before they went under, they launched Blue, right? Their, yeah. their BL imprint. And then they went under and they never resurrected Blue. And when are they going to finish the series that were left hanging? I'm just, I'm just asking. I just, I have a lot of questions. There's um, so much drama con that I can't read now. Yeah. Like, I was left hanging. I've I been waiting. Myself so much with that reference. <laughs> I just feel like, I feel like I've turned to dust. It's okay. I mean, it doesn't. Reference. I mean, based on this episode and a few of my recommendations, I'm free and I'm, I'm a very well preserved 60 year old. Okay. I so. Mean, not false. Not false. Uh, I am mentally 90 years old. But yeah, so many have fallen. And absolutely. I feel like I don't even know most of these. Like we talk about like Yaoi Cat and and what was that? I can't even remember. There's so, there's so many now. Um, I also, there's a great The Take video about like deleting media. Because we've had a lot of that with like animated shows, like they'll just get deleted. It's like we this doesn't exist anymore. Mm. And had some of the response to that has been piracy, which me as a reformed pirate, yes. Uh yeah, but you know, I I've said this before. Mm -hmm. I don't advocate piracy and in in I in this day and age, you don't need it, right? Because it's yes. Most things are readily available. Most things you can get somehow, you know. Yeah, I'm but referencing. Back... I'm referencing the stuff that like we're never getting. Yeah, like for me, there's a few manga that I fell off with that I would love to pick back up, but I know those are not available in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and they never will be available in the U.S. Ever. Yeah. No, there is exactly. no market for this except for me. So. No, like, I, I I, don't advocate piracy. Like, don't pirate My Hero Academia. You don't need to. It's everywhere. No. You could go outside and find it. Like, <laughs> it's everywhere. Yes, it's like sitting on the ground. Someone it's just... It's outside. <laughs> it's raining volumes yeah. of Hero Academia. Uh, so, like, no, don't... If, you, if you're pirating any of, like, the big three or yeah. the big five, you're... No, you're just a dick. Like, we're talking... Like, we're talking about obscure niche yes. bl that yes. that you know that, that no one knew three people have read yeah i have one on my list for later which is like i haven't read it in actual years and i this thing will never i found it on live journal this thing will never be See the light of day yeah, it was. I don't even know. Like, I was able to find it on Mandarake, so I'm going gonna buy the original copy just because Ooh. I wanna I wanna own it. But you know, in Japanese. But it's like this thing. Th these are like, and and a lot of it isn't even. It's like it's not like it's quality stuff either. But we didn't mm. have anything else. Like you know, right? It was just we found it. We scavenged like little you know rats or vultures. And, Literally us. Literally yeah, us. <laughs> just grabbed onto anything even remotely gay that we also, could find. Can I just say I love the inverse of like 
my BL shopping now than what it used to be, which is just grab shit that looked gay. Like, I would just try anything. And, like, even if I didn't like it, like, I wouldn't get rid of it. Like, I mentioned only the ring finger nose, because I read that, and I was like, I fucking hate this. Like, this is stupid. Why am I reading this? Uh, I, I still do this. I, yeah. and this is why I complain so much, you know, because I used to be complaining that there wasn't enough BL, and that you just, because you had to scavenge. Like, you know, I would you go... I would go to Outland and I would go to their little BL section and I would yeah. grab whatever they had that was new that I hadn't read. But now I, I I just can't shake it. I'm in this survival mode where I'm like, I'm literally picking up every single new BL that comes out. And the only way that I'm sort of surviving <laughs> is like, I will, I because I've chosen to stay away from a, a megaverse. We've talked about this because I don't think it's for me. And I also perfect. haven't dipped my toes into Dunmay purposely because listen i am buying everything i can't keep up with these I guess, series i guess my acceptance of omega verse has been what's kept me from like live action bl mm. is that it's yeah. like i i don't have time for all of this exactly uh, which is like i i know i keep telling you oh my god come watch kin porsche with me but also don't get into it because you like in this moment even as we are recording this episode the back of my mind is screaming that right now the new episode of between us has just finished airing and i can't wait to see it <laughs> oh my god i'm so sorry i'm keeping you uh, <laughs> no but it's there's, fine. But there's a lot of publishing houses that just don't exist anymore, yeah and that means it's hard to get a hold of this stuff i mean again the u.s is privileged and that we do have a lot more secondhand market but if that publishing house goes under or like i mean i we rail against tokyo pop a little bit it's because we love them it's because we were hurt and abandoned and we're glad that they're back but like here's tokyo pop and blue series and it's like this is never coming back i am so upset yeah, and that's upsetting, and that's hard. And, and it's like, okay, I don't even like Junjo Romantica, okay? But I would like to complete my collection. I have spent so much money on that series. Can you just freaking finish it? I I just want the complete series. But yeah, and, and you know, things just, because things were so volatile, because people, yes. I feel like publishing houses, we talked about this before, especially mm -hmm. what happened here was that, Publishing houses jumped on the manga trend, but they didn't mm -hmm. understand it. They aren't manga publishers, and they were just like, oh, this is taking off. We should get mm -hmm. on it. And then they started jumping on it, and they were just like picking up series at random. Mm -hmm. Turns out it's not profitable for them. And then they go bankrupt, and we were just abandoned. And that I think that happened a lot in the early 2000s. Both, it happened like, so Yeah, often. internationally as well. Or my favorite was um, just dropping a title. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you've released three out of four. That is the worst. That's happened to me a bunch of times. I love when that happens. Like, I literally, and sometimes it doesn't make any sense either. Because sometimes it this doesn't. happens. Sometimes this happens even now. Like, last year, I was finally able to get my hands on, I think it was Ninth Life Love. And mm -hmm. I'd been, like, scavenging for this title for so long because it was out of print. And this is a Juna title. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, they're still in business. What it is about those fourth volumes. It's those it's those four <laughs> of four. Those fourth volumes. Yeah, we talked who about this with BL Garden. Who the fuck sold one through three and is like, no, nah, I'm keeping this last one? It's so weird. It's like, at the very least, could you just... 
Surely. If you're going to sell the collection, sell the collection. If you're yeah. going to keep the collection, keep the collection. I'm also okay with that. I don't know why you sold all of Antique Bakery. But don't sell one, two, and three, or two and three, and then leave one four. It's so weird. Like, that's mean. That's mean to me. There is that is one... a personal, like, that's a personal vendetta. That is like, yeah. they went, yeah, we're gonna get these weebs and their gay shit. We're just gonna release three out of four and then they'll be in eternal pain. They plan it all Literally. Along. Literally. Oh it's my god. It is. Uh, I have that with Ludwig II, where they never released oh, yeah, the second right. volume in English. And it's like, god and do you, damn And it. sometimes you're just like, you don't even know. You know that 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 there's supposed to be another volume. You just like kind of. I think you. I had that with Maiden Rose forever, where it's like, okay, volumes one and two came out in the U.S. Oh, there's two more. Yeah, that end the story greatly. What? We're we're ranting and we're old. Anyways, but that's uh, what this episode is about. <laughs> we're ranting and we're old. Okay, let's talk about something that is going to get a little bit personal. Let's talk about the cringe. I am beyond cringe. It's fine. I'm I, not. I, there's there is There is a bit of a cringe sometimes where, especially like younger fans have this with older titles. Mm. Because it's that issue of when you've watched nothing but modern series, yeah. it's hard to go back. But at the same time, if you came up in the golden age, kind of like we did, it's kind of hard to go forward sometimes. <laughs> because I saw where the foundation of the bullshit started. Like, I watched Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. I watched Naruto. I watched Inuyasha. So when I see other manga and anime that are retreading a lot of those issues, where you have, like, the power, the power imbalances of Dragon Ball in Bleach, when you have yeah. some of the nonsense of this series goes on forever, like One Piece, you know, I saw the foundation of that. I don't have any desire to <laughs> see a reskinned version of that. Yeah. I, I, I just, I don't. And in the same way, a lot of people who were like, oh, well, like, my big three were like Demon Slayer, My Hero, and I don't know what the other kids are watching. Um, <laughs> then they go back and it's like, what the fuck is Naruto? Listen, sit yes. your ass down, children. I will. Right. Well, and, and, and there's so much in me that gets it because, yeah, like if I had only grown up with modern stuff, because we have to remember this was our modern back, you know, yeah. 20, 30 years ago. This was our modern. Yeah. Like I remember, oh my God. I mean, we, we were lagging a little bit behind up here in the north, you know, a little bit. But I mm -hmm. remember the day a friend introduced me to Naruto. Like, the series, the, the anima had progressed until the tune-in exam. Mm -hmm. uh, and the last episode that had aired was Naruto fighting Kiba. And he was like, you guys have to watch this. It's so good. It's better than Dragon Ball. Like... Because Dragon Ball was the only thing they'd see. Like, we didn't right. have anything, you know? And I say that with all the love I have for Naruto. I still think it is the absolute, you know, I don't think anyone doubts me. I'm just putting it out there. I love it. No one no it's one kid. has ever doubted you. <laughs> but it's so weird thinking about, yeah, like, if someone has read nothing but, like, oh, my God, what are what are modern? Heartstopper. That's not a BL. It's, 
male loving men yeah whatever you know what i mean i know what you mean if they've only read like super super modern stuff i can't imagine going back and reading something as like physically awkward as some of the stuff that we grew up with yeah and there are so many factors to that like you know but i think on one hand you have how now the conversation is so and oh my god i don't even want to go there you know so oversaturated with the whole oh it has to be good representation and it has to be this and it has to be pure and you know we that there was a lot of problematic tm stuff but also the art like if you are used to the if you're used to hands fitting in the same frame If you're used to feet that actually make sense, if you're used to beds that actually fit in a room, you're in uh, a shock. If you're used to backgrounds, just backgrounds. What, what <laughs> backgrounds? No, <laughs> no, no backgrounds. When we grew up, we were so poor, we didn't have backgrounds, okay? <laughs> backgrounds. None of the rooms had backgrounds. It was just everything was a window. I mean, I know, I know we said that we weren't going to talk about gravitation, but seriously, Yuki 80's living room is so funny to me because it's like couch, and then there's just like this huge ass space with one step and the TV. (laughs) That man is mentally ill. He is so understimulated. Yes. There is nothing in his home. Bless him. Get him like a hamster wheel or something. Maybe that would be healthy. I think he's, he's not. He's a giant wheel. (laughs) <laughs> he, needs, he needs one of those poppets he's like a stimming toy maybe he would stop smoking so much if he had one of those we're not going to talk about gravitation for an hour and a half <laughs> <laughs> no but just a little bit in between the lines but uh the cringe and that's the art that's the dialogue that's everything like there's just a lot of cringe if i had to go back and read my old fan fiction i would throw myself into traffic <laughs> yeah i would just eat I because it's bad. Like some of it's just bad. And like that's a weird come to Jesus when you read older titles. Is like you compare it and it's like this is just not good. No, but do you ever try to like excuse it? Like, do you try? Because I'll be like, I'll be like revisiting things, and it's like I love this for a reason. I know. And like you doubt yourself because it's like well, or you do what I do, which is like, I was stupid. No, I'm too proud. I'll be like, I'm not. No, I'm not stupid. Uh, the, the world. It is not. It is the not, world. <laughs> it is not I that is wrong. It's the children that are wrong. Yes, I am perfectly. But but yeah, but you're right. And I mean, and and I've said this before. I can't remember which episode it was. We were talking about some older series. I was talking about uh, Prince Charming. Yeah. Which is one of these. You know, I don't know. Like it isn't an early to mid 2000s series it's published by juna back when juna had you know the bigger volumes like you know like jazz i remember the thick ass juna volumes yeah like they were so weirdly high like they were so tall and 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 it isn't like a lot of the series that i have from that era they aren't this is like the art isn't great but a lot of them i remember liking the stories but you're absolutely right i find myself like afraid to go back to them now because i don't want to be faced with them not being Sansa, why? Sansa is here. Uh, but no, like I mean, I've I've 
been very vocal about that, not just with BL, but like Inuyasha is the series that made me a fangirl. Mm. If I try to go back and watch it now, I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, this is bad. Like, this is not good. Like, and I can't recommend it to other people, even though it's like, I need you to understand why I was so passionate about this. And then it's like, yeah, this is dumb. This but is also, dumb and bad. But people need to understand, and I cannot stress this enough, which is why I've said it in so many episodes, that this was all so new to us, you know? It not was. just VL, but the whole Japanimation idea. You know, remember that mm -hmm. term, Japanimation? That was a thing. You know what? And it was in my senior research project because oh. I did my senior research project in college about anime as cross-cultural communication. Because mm. of course I did. Of course you did. That is very cool. It was so much fun. Yeah. But yeah, and, and we, you know, we didn't have, we didn't have anything like it. It was so new to us. And so we were so easily fascinated. And unlike kids today, and I've said this before, you know, you have your Crunchyroll and Netflix and your simulcasts and you have so many options, but we had those two or three series that we either scavenged from mm -hmm. the depths of the dial-up internet or that aired on TV, like in really like weird time slots. Like again, okay. I grew up watching anime in Swedish because it was we didn't have it dubbed in so, Norwegian. So here's what I would have to do is we had a DVR. Oh yeah. And I would have to record episodes of Naruto because it was always on like when I was at school or something. And I'd watch it in the morning while I was getting ready. That and Trigun. So I'm like, the volume's on like three with subtitles because I can't <laughs> listen to it. And I'm just sitting there eating my cereal in the middle of the morning while my aunt is still asleep and everything like that before I go to school. Mm. I've said this a million times. There was no such thing as being a casual fan back in the day. There was no. like, I'm just going to dip in and out of this series. It was, this is my life. I yeah. will dedicate my everything to finding content of this. I have almost every single episode of Pokemon from the first episode to like the, I want to say to the Johto League, but Norway did this weird thing where they ditched half of the Orange League and then never bought it and then just started on Johto. It was very confusing. Norway but, does not care about the Orange Island. No. And I was like, I was, it was very confusing because, you know, characters left and then there were new characters. And I was like, Who, what is happening? But yeah, I, I got up in the morning on weekends, every single mm -hmm. weekend for literal years and taped every single episode of Pokemon. Mm -hmm. There's no casual fan in there that. There was no casual fan and then I would And then I would switch channels to the Swedish channel and mm -hmm. watch the Swedish episode, which was always like a few weeks ahead. So mm -hmm. I'd be like, I'd be like watching them simultaneously in two languages. And then, of course, Sweden also had Sailor Moon. So I would watch Sailor Moon. Of course, Sweden Swedish. had Sailor Moon. Yeah, we uh, never had that. Let's talk about the thing that I know is going to be the most painful for us, which is, yeah. uh, oh boy, there sure is some problematic <laughs> content in the titles that we loved when we were younger. What? And like, I'll say this, genuinely, when people say problematic content, like, I agree. Like, there's a lot of problematic content in older titles. There is a lot of just rape. Just very, yeah. very casual rape. There is a lot of gaslighting and psychological abuse. There's a lot of physical abuse. There's more, like, physical abuse than I remember. Yeah. It's like, stop hitting people. Just I, there's, think, I think yeah. this is such a weird thing that 
you know, one thing is like the occasional slap, you know, because you find that in heteromances too, you know, like yeah. it gets heated and then one partner slaps the other. Right. But but a lot of like older BL, and I don't know if this if this is because, you know, they're supposed to be like, because, you know, it's they're sp- still supposed to be masculine men, mm-hmm. but they get into physical fights with their boyfriends. I'm like, like what is going on here? It's just insane. So like, the, gotta, yeah. Like, like they're hurting each other. Like, yeah, this isn't okay. It, it all and also, to- why did everyone have a gun? <laughs> there are so many guns. There's so much. And like the threat of gun violence. <laughs> like, I don't know if this is like Japanese manga cop venting like valid concerns about domestic abuse in their homes. Because we do know a lot of a lot of BL at that time was concerns about domestic abuse from women. Mm. I don't know what that is. Because it is I guarantee you different case by case. I know with Maki Murakami, she just wanted there to be guns. Yes, but that's Maki Murakami, and she's uh, on a different planet. Yeah, she's <laughs> like she just—it's like she just she's that meme of like, what do you have? A knife? No, like that's her. <laughs> I love her uh, so much. Why is she? We're not yeah. talking about her for an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> but. There's so much just, like, violence against yeah. partners. There's so much of just, like, casual abuse. Uh, the one thing that I think is the worst, and this is what I've had the hardest time stomaching, is, one, the rape is romance. Yeah. There's a lot of that. There's a ton of that. And then, two, the uh, I'm not gay except but for you. Yeah. Or the gay man trying to, quote-unquote, turn the straight man through and digging the, down yeah and the incessant i'm not gay you're a man i had a i had a moment in my life i went through a whole phase a couple of years ago where i feared that i was done with bl because i was so fucking tired of the phrase just but you're so a man i'm like listen that's the point you're a man he's a man that's why I'm here. And we talked about this during uh, yeah. our second episode together, uh, where we talk about psychological abuse. Well, that's one of the Sime Uke episode as well, where like you'll get these Ukes who've just like are grown ass men who've never ejaculated, apparently. I know, right? And like I get that there's like different experiences for everyone. I'm not here to belittle that. But like it was just so pervasive. And, like, there's genuinely problematic stuff. Now, what we're not here to do is to take that, wave it as a wand over everything, and say, we can't read anything from 1990-something to 2010. That's not, that's not what we're going to do. Will I say that this is the most empathetic I am to people saying, oh, this is problematic? Yes. Yes. And especially the way that we talked about it, because we didn't have the same language for, you know, this stuff. Because we just, it was gay. We took it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it was like, we had nothing. 
There was and nothing. We got so good. At least I got so good at looking between my fingers at things. Just like I would just nitpick. I would pick mm-hmm. the bits I liked and then just pretend like the rest didn't exist. Because I was mm-hmm. like, well, if I want to read the gay, just going to have to stomach it, you know? Right. Or you just honestly, we didn't have, so when I said like we didn't have a language for it, like we didn't, there was no, we've talked about this. I couldn't, like, go to Borders and be like, hey, like, I don't like that every sexual encounter in this book is rape. There was no one that was going to listen to me. No. There was no one that could be like, oh, I'm sorry that that's not (laughs) what you like. But, like, can you even imagine doing that back then? Like, going (laughs) No, you just took it and- I I couldn't imagine, like, holding up. And we'll talk about this title in a minute. I couldn't imagine like taking like jazz and being like, hey, so every time these guys fuck, it's non-consensual. And I don't like it. Like I'm I'm 16 years old and I don't like that. There was no one who listened to me. No. There was nowhere I could go to. I couldn't go online and be like less rape, please. No, there was no online. You could. <laughs> oh my god! I couldn't go anywhere. No, and your friends were often were usually reading harder stuff than that. So there's like, what are you doing, you pansy ass? You can't handle a little <laughs> bit of rape, and it's like, I, I shouldn't have to endure it. <laughs> but I also, you know, it makes me wonder so much because I do know, like, obviously, as a hobby scholar, I know that there were so much of, you know. So much mm-hmm. of the BL back then was like either criticized for being idealized or, you know, it was it had a lot of, of non-con. But what I'm really wondering is because the world felt so conservative even back then, I think it's very strange that all the titles we got that were imported, that were localized, that mm-hmm. they actually went through with it considering how problematic a lot of them were. Right. Like, that's what... Because we we're talking... We're talking about the age, right, where where the U.S. licensed Naruto and then yes. censored the blood. And I was right. like, it's like, a ninja show. What do you expect? Like, we'll, we should have a whole episode on censorship. Yeah. Well, we like that get was, someone on here who's like We need to get someone on here to talk about censorship. Yeah. That was one of the things about censorship that always drove me crazy. Is it like, you can erase the dick. But, like, the main character is still saying, I'm gonna rape you. Like, he said that. Like, that's a speech bubble in this printed book. Yeah. And that was, like, sometimes it didn't even mean the actual act of sexual assault. It was just how they talked about sex. Literally. Like, it was literally, like, I'm going home to have sex with my boyfriend. But you couldn't say that. You said, I'm gonna gonna rape you. I'm gonna non-con the hell out of my boyfriend. Sir? Right, like, oh, no, what? it's not okay. So, I'm usually what someone that scoffs and be like, oh, this is problematic. If you're looking at anything from, like, 2015 on, no. No. It's, it's, it, I'm, I'm sorry, like, it, it, it's not the same. If you're gonna say, like, oh, well, he told Jimmy my hero is problematic because of the age gap, I'm just gonna stare at you blankly. I have two, wait, three words for you. Okame ganai. That's all I'm going to say. 
Bungee drop. Yowie Anatomy, that dude's hand is bigger than Ayasa's whole fucking head and torso. The trauma. The hands were so big. And like, terrifying. How did it get to this? I, Because, you know, as we will get into when we get into our titles. Yes. I've been reading a lot of like vintage, like classic, like mm-hmm. old old mm-hmm. and like back in the day it was all you know it's all like super fluffy sugar plum fairy boys and i'm mm-hmm. just thinking how did these ethereal creatures develop into that what happened who knows uh so that's the most i'll probably entertain problematic content because yeah, looking back at it, uh, we both had to do some rereading in prep of this episode. Can confirm, a lot of it is very problematic. Mm. Can confirm. Yeah, a lot of it's hella problematic. And if that squicks you out, I'm not here to tell you no. I will say, a lot of the problematic stuff is just by framing, which is something that I'll talk about every episode. Is that, like the next scene just rolls on like nothing bad happened. I think that's usually the biggest issue with the problematic content is that it's framed as like romantic or fine. Um, I remember a lot of older titles being like, oh, well, it's okay that he hit me. I know he loves me. And it's like, no, that's a crime. You don't threaten your boyfriend. Like, that's okay. Like, that's not okay. Like, that's just not all right. So, after this long dirge of why older uh, BL can be difficult, why is it still really important to go back and study the old ways? I mean, why isn't it? Uh, I mean, yeah, I love that first note that you have there. It's the backbone of the genre. Yeah, it's literally the backbone. It's the, it is the foundation on which everything else is built. I think, again, that's one of the reasons why, like, a lot of modern BL is so difficult for older BL fans, is that it just feels like retreads. Because it's like, it's all the same foundations, just reskinned with prettier graphics and uh, less complicated characters. And there's nothing I mean, wrong with that. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like every generation should have their, <laughs> you know, this and or, or that. But like that's honestly what's made modern BL such a struggle for me is that it's just like I I mean it's, it's what's made modern anime hard for me. And like keep in mind, the anime and in, in BL that has captured me over the last few years have been like really, really out there. <laughs> Because it's stuff that's doing something different or has shocked me so much that I can't even focus on how trite it is. Like Devil yeah. May Cry Baby. I'm so yeah. scarred that I can't think about how trite it is. I think, you know, I... I'm much more like, you know, I eat everything, essentially. I do. And and for the most part, I like everything. But I think mm-hmm. that it's so important 
to i mean i'm not saying you know you, there's nothing wrong with preferring the old stuff or preferring the new stuff no. but i'm but it's like i think it's off always always like worthwhile to go back and look at especially a lot of these key titles because they you know they help form the genre they help form mm -hmm. and inspire the series that that are coming out now and mm -hmm. and you know i i like a lot of modern stuff and again like one of the reasons why i got back into again i'm in i'm in live action hell now because all mm -hmm. i do is watch these thai bl series but mm -hmm. but i gave up on live action for so long because for the longest time it was literally just it was love triangles in which one person was a female a female, mm -hmm. what am I, an incel? Like a female character who wasn't even, she didn't even have an agency. She was just there and then somehow ruined the whole thing. But like, and at the end, one of two things would happen. Either they mm -hmm. would kiss, like they would, their lips would barely touch mm -hmm. or they would die. And I was like, I'm so tired of this. And then now we're getting all of these series where mm -hmm. they are having like complex problems. And sometimes they're not even that complex, but it's just that there are storylines and they have actual mm -hmm. conversations and they kiss and no one dies and sometimes they do die and i'm sad but it's it's so no. different and it and it rekindled my love for it but i you know i wouldn't be without having seen the guy walk into the ocean at the end of boy's love i'm fine uh, <laughs> boy's love the movie thank you for that yeah but, you know it's it's true and you know, I think it's important. I think it's important in anything. If you say that you like movies, yeah, there's some criterion movies that you're going to have to watch. Do you, does that mean that you will enjoy all of them? Of no. Course not. But, have you ever met someone who's liked every single movie or like even every single movie within a set genre? No. Yeah. Like the criterion collection exists for a reason. It's if you want to say that you're a fan of this thing, these are the titles that are influential enough that you know you should at least know about them because these are the things that other people reference and one thing i've learned especially being a bit of a film person like with criterion collection is how much of it you don't have to like mm -hmm. you don't have to like everything on the criterion cr collection it's not about that it's but now i know when someone makes a reference to a certain old movie the maltese falcon or something like that I at least know where that reference came from. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think it's so important to go back, you know, and there isn't an official old BL criterion collection. We'll work on that, I guess. Yeah, I guess um, we'll make that one. Yeah, I guess we'll make that one. <laughs> but, you know, I think that's what's the most important is to be able to be, a, is to go in with an open mind and realize. And what's amazing is you start to see some of the things that influence this other stuff. One of the biggest things that I've had an issue with in modern anime and BL discourse is, um, an inability to look back because I know when I sold my soul to anime, I went back. I saw Outlaw Star, I saw the Gundams, I saw Helsing because like those were like right before my era. Uh, and even though I can't say that I really liked any of those, like except for Helsing, maybe, but like I didn't like Outlaw Star. I didn't really care for Gundam. Mm. I knew that if I was going to sell my soul to this, this wasn't a monolith that just involved Lupin the Third, Trigun, Cowboy Bebop, and Naruto. <laughs> like i knew that there was more than that yeah yeah so yeah that meant having to go back and be like okay now i get why in all of the other mech series they do this trope it's because it started from gundam and that's something that i've noticed a lot in just like modern like 
honestly, in, in modern fan culture is not going back and then using the whole, like, oh, well, it's problematic as, like, a banner that you can wave over the reason why you haven't gone back and read, like, older source material. Mm-hmm. Like, you get that sometimes with comics where it's like, oh, well, you know, there's... Batman's never done this. It's like, he's literally done this. He's done this so many times. Batman's done everything. because he's Batman's done... For 700 yeah. years. Yeah, Batman's a thousand years old. He's done everything. It's like, well, I only have read, like, this particular guy's run of Batman. Well, of course you don't know what Batman's doing. You've read one guy's fan fiction. And you've never deviated. Hmm. And I think the same tends to happen in BL, where it's like, I've watched everything from 2015 on, but I've never once looked back. No. And then you get people like me who are the opposite, where I stopped and I <laughs> and I ver- and I had to be dragged kicking and screaming to look at something forward. There's um there's a trend on TikTok right now where a woman was distraught realizing that pigs can't see the sky, like because of their anatomy, like yeah. they can't see the sky. Because they can't look up. Because they can't look up. Uh, so she like begged a bunch of people that own pigs to like lift them up so they can see the sky, and I feel like that's me with modern BL, where it's like someone's like drag- dragging me, squealing, making me look at like like no, it's two thousand and seventeen. Why? <laughs> it's like come on, Amanda, it's time to watch Given. You can't make me go back. I love Given though. I think it's perfectly heart wrenching. Uh, sure. The uh, pain. Speaking of given, uh, see where the trope Sansa. began. Sansa Sloot. Sloot! <laughs> I'm learning. You're learning. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Uh, you know, it's nowhere the tropes began. Not so much. Yeah. Of, one of the things that I think is always amazing about, like, again, anything really in fan culture, but BL specifically, is like, do you remember how we used to just perpetuate tropes and we didn't know where it started? It was just an, a, you know, an entity that sprung out of the ground and everyone used it. And... Yeah. Like, we all wrote sex the same way for, like, five yep. years. Yep. And, like, it was bad. It was bad. Because none of us knew. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, because we were all repeating this trope that no one even knew where it came from. It just, like, rose out of the earth one day yeah and we all decided that we were going to describe penises in the same way because we'd never seen one yeah we all started using throbbing member just we all agreed weeping cock i still think that one is not as bad as people make it out to be i think it's one of the better ones i will like i will die on that hill i think drooling drooling i think is less attractive drooling I don't like either of those, honestly. What were we doing? I mean, we didn't know. That's the thing. We didn't know. We were writing smut because we wanted those two characters to screw, but we yes. didn't have... We, did, we had we didn't no have idea. Experience. There was we did no, not know what sex actually was. No. Oh. But it's important sometimes to see where some of these tropes began. Yeah. And I think a lot of times some of these series just don't get the credit that they deserve i think there are series that get too much credit sometimes but i think that there's plenty of series that we've just like left to the dust and not given enough credit to 
Um, so yeah. Also, it's important to learn your history. Uh, that's a little bit of us being old. But um, we existed in a time where gatekeeping was a thing. And again, there was no such thing as casual fandom. So you couldn't just like, oh, I've read one thing and I'm an expert. You had to go through like Legends of the Hidden Temple <laughs> and explain that you actually do like this thing a lot. And while I don't think that the reasons why gatekeeping happened were good, I kind of appreciate some of it now. Because it did create someone who was incredibly unflappable and will fight people, respectfully. <laughs> uh, but it's also someone who is very, very secure in their fandom. And it's like, okay, I'm wrong. I will go back and I will study. Do you have anything you'd like to add on that se segment? My segment. brain did. My <laughs> brain tried to con tried to conflate section and segment and just went. It's okay. No, I, I, I agree. I think, you know, and I, I, I don't know. Like, I think we basically covered it, but I just want to, you know, say it again that you know mm -hmm. you're you're entitled to have your preference and. Yep. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with enjoying these old series. And, you know, it's like when we had Dr. Thomas on, you know, and it's how, how as long as you consume ethically and you can mm -hmm. reflect on why do you like this? Why do you not like this? You mm -hmm. know, and and I'm going to get into this when I get into some of my titles. But mm -hmm. the, you have to look at what some things are problematic, just as in they just are problematic. Like right. a lot of the things we just talked about. But but sometimes you have to look at the context and why is it framed in this way? Why mm -hmm. is this happening? And uh, and that goes for newer things as well. It goes for newer things and it goes for older things. And mm -hmm. and I, I do think, I think it's interesting. I, I'm going to forget this. I'm just going to throw it out there. Like when we talk about where, where, where tropes came from, like I mm -hmm. literally just, because I've been reading uh, Heart of Tama because I finally own it. I finally have it in my possession. I'm so fucking happy. It's been so long and I've been reading it and it's amazing. Um, but I literally just read this scene where this dude is passed out and the other guy, he, and it, remember this series is from like 1975. So it's mm. old and, and he's like passed out and the other guy is giving him medication by putting the pill in his mouth and then slipping it. And it's like, I, and I'm here thinking this might be one of the first times we see this yeah and this is a thing that you see so often now and it was such a like it's such a weird thought to think to like look at it and know that this is such a permanent mm -hmm. thing that happens in this genre and in a lot of series mm -hmm. in general this mm -hmm. might have been one of the first times it ever happened right and sometimes you know sometimes going back and knowing that history of it does take some of the bite out of I don't want to say it takes the bite out of problematic content, but it helps understand that, like, this goes beyond you individually. Because I feel like sometimes with problematic content, especially with older works, we, as we've mentioned, we tend to internalize that. Like, that's our failing. That's, oh, how, you know, we go through the streets now with a shame bell for ourselves. Like, how could we have ever liked this problematic content? Like, you're the only person who's ever consumed it. Um. Yeah. And How could we sit around 
hoping yeah. that Sobe right. would take Ritsuka's heirs. Okay, I never wanted that. So <laughs> I did. Yeah, you you hit the same bell on that one. I never <laughs> I never I wanted him to get back with Same and Oh my god. And leave them. I'm not even ashamed. I'm just and that's I was, fine. You're that's fine. I was conditioned. I still think it's uh I guess mine was Sebastian and CL. But I mean, you're not wrong. Also, we've yes. talked about this. There's no reason for Sebastian to be morally sound. He's a demon. Yeah, anyone who's like Sebastian is morally ambiguous. Sebastian has no morals. He's a so demon. If he wants to eat that child in whichever way, uh, he's in his right to do so. Because yeah, you know, he's that's the the kid signed the contract. I mean, contract's a contract. Maybe you shouldn't uh, be signing contracts when you're like. Maybe 12. you shouldn't be like, signing demon contracts when you're twelve. How old is he? Is he 12 or is he even younger? He's like 12. Jesus Christ. What shouldn't he have like a like some sort of guardian who's like a like like an attorney or something taking he care did. of his It was estate? Madame Red and she was oh, bad yeah. at it. Yeah. Because his parents were dead. I, I know his parents were dead. It's like the first thing they say. <laughs> I mean but you know that's just that's almost like just like a given at this point with especially with a lot of BL like there are no parents. There are the no parents parents. are dead. They're always dead. Works perfectly <laughs> fine for me. Uh, let's go yeah. over some old titles worth reading. Do you want to run through a list all at once, or do you want to go back and forth? Let's go back and forth. For okay. The... Uh, I will kick off with a title that we talked about that Corolla has behind her. If you're watching the video which is Jazz. Jazz is about a high schooler who gets to see a pediatrician because he has semi-asthma, uh, the dramatic kind of asthma that's mostly like coughing up blood and being an asshole. Oh. Um, he has semi-asthma. There's a lot of that happening in BL. There's so much semi-asthma where it's mostly just coughing up blood but you're still smoking and everything. Like, you're still doing all oh, of yeah. the bad habits. I wonder if that should be like, you know, because you, now that Omegaverse is such a big thing with, oh, your blood type determines whatever. Yes. Like, this is how, like, if you start coughing up blood when you're like 12, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. You're destined to be a salmon. Yeah, like, you're absolutely going to be. From now, well, from now on, no, your personality you, is going to get worse. And because then, then you could just be like a sickly uke. Yeah, that's true. So, no, it can't be, like, deterministic. But, like, yeah. So, Naoki has uh, semi-asthma, and he has to go have that resolved by a pediatrician because he's 16 years old. There's not a single 16-year-old that is going to a pediatrician. There's there's just not. I No. 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 Uh, but his pediatrician happens to be a hot doctor that he wants to fuck, uh, and he proceeds to non-con this doctor in every way that he can. And I loved it. <laughs> I'm very excited to read it now that I finally have the elusive it's, third volume, which was the one that got away from me. You know, it's I. it feels like a lot of things that I'll say in this episode. I can't say if it's good or not at this stage. But it's very nostalgic. And I think, again, if you want to start seeing a lot of those tropes like in play, like the semi-asthma, there's so much semi-asthma. 
where it's just like, I have actual asthma. None of those symptoms are the same. <laughs> and also, like, they treat asthma like it's this deathly condition, and it can be, it can but it's be. so manageable if you just take your fucking medication. But he's a Sammy. He's not going to take his medication. Yeah, we, we know that. Uh, but he's a 16-year-old Sammy, so we should have yeah. parents still. He still has a mom who's just be like, take your fucking inhaler. Like, <laughs> like my asthma was treated, when I was a kid, my asthma was treated with a pill- and an inhaler. Just take your fucking medicine. Uh, you get a lot of non-con as romance. You get so much of like, you get the uh, the jealous semi over uh, birthday presents. You get that. Where it's like, oh, you know, he's shopping for someone else. And it's like, I was shopping for our anniversary. You oh just have like, this like bad, battered UK. Why can't they communicate? Why can't? <laughs> Again! <laughs> I will die on this hill. What is it with the ice? I, a gay man, saw my gay lover, my boyfriend, who I love, who I've been with for a long time, with a woman on the street. So yeah. he must be cheating on me. It can't be or his I sister, saw, cousin, mother. Yeah, I saw my boyfriend with one of my best friends. They must be cheating. Yeah. It and then I'm going to I'm going to go do a violence against my lover. And then, you know, you have, like, battered UK in the corner. It's like, I was shopping for our anniversary. Oh, my God. And it's like, oh, I forgive you immediately. Everything's fine. Why did you just ask to begin with? But they never do. It's like, no, hit communication. First, ask later. Yeah, it's, it's, it's do violence against your partner first. And then, you know, you realize it's all a misunderstanding. And the next scene is, like, you're both happy. Or, like, my favorite is when, like, the semi is now tending to his UK's wounds. Yeah, because you that he, battered that him. Created that he, yeah. Uh, so Jazz is a lot of that, but I think again, like I think it's important to know where a lot of this stuff. I can't say that it started any of this stuff, but you can see its perpetuation in Jazz. Jazz, I think, is a perfect storm of all of like the bad tropes perpetuated, and I think that's why it's kind of important to read. It's hard to get through. But my nostalgic ass still loves it. Yeah. Some of the art is really rough because it's old. There's so many yaoi beds and weird <laughs> foot and hand things. Uh, but I still think it's important that if you want to start seeing where some of the stuff just becomes like an autopilot. Like you're like you're doing a Mad Libs of BL. It's like, oh, we have to include a non-con. We have to batter the UK. We have to have like trite misconceptions and you know, misunderstandings that become something worse. Like, we have to have all of these things. And it's just like, what the fuck? I just think it's important. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. read it when I was in high school. My aunt found it. And she was like, what are you reading? And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not have any way to explain away. How, how, yeah, no. Look at this. Look at this. Yes. He's so, he's so clingy. Hey. He's great. But, uh, do you want to go next? Okay. So, I was reading, I mean, I think that was why this topic came up in the first place, because I was on a, on a spree of reading classic BL mm -hmm. 
some of it for the first time. Uh, so, so a lot of my titles are actually not titles that I grew up with, but that are classics or that are old and formative for the genre. Mm -hmm. So, and a lot of that had to do with the fact that a lot of the, the formative titles that I read in my teens, I don't know where they came from. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they were called. Mm -hmm. I couldn't find them if I tried like <laughs> no, like you know they just popped up from some live journal community I've never seen them I feel since. like that's so much of BL is like yeah it, was, it just like it kicked down the door to my house and it like manifested on my shelf yeah and you were just like and then you read it once and you never found it again so nope. a lot of the series that I wish I could be talking about I have no idea what they were called um but yeah my first title uh is New York New York who wrote, yeah, Mari Moragawa. And it came one. out, yeah, it came out in 1995 and it just got, uh, just as in like the last mm -hmm. year or so, got a re release in English. I think it's mm -hmm. been published in English before. So, but yeah, I a thousand never, years ago. Yeah, but I never read it then. So, mm -hmm. so, uh, New York, New York is about a guy, um, his name is Kane, right? The main character is Kane. I believe so. I can't believe, wait, I have it here. I'll just look. I feel like I should know this since I just read it, but yeah, no, his name, is, <laughs> his name is Kane. Uh, he's a police officer in New York. Um, mm -hmm. And he is, uh, he's gay. Yes. Uh, and he has a lot of issues. He has a mm -hmm. lot of these same issues where he's, yes. you know, he's, he has the internalized homophobia. Yep. Um, he has the arrogance, like he's kind of very full of himself. He doesn't, emotionally attach himself to anyone mm -hmm. and you know there's a lot of that and when i went into this i had seen so much criticism of mm -hmm. this series and like how much people were finding it to be problematic and none of mm -hmm. the characters were likable and i absolutely disagree because what i think is important um like on a historical basis first of all it came out in 95 okay so it's like it's in the middle of that 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 period of bl where they were mm -hmm. in the in the phase where they were still using a western setting mm -hmm. uh to to kind of tell the story and this mm -hmm. one doesn't have a japanese character to connect the japanese audience but it has the the american setting and mm -hmm. and so which kind of liberates it from a lot of the like the Japanese conventions. Um, so it, it fits into that, that hyster, like historical, not hysterical. <laughs> it's a little that, hysterical. It's a little historical, but you know, it fits into that, in, into that, uh, that phase of the genre. Mm -hmm. Uh, but but what is interesting is that it it reflects both the context of the of the BL era, but also mm -hmm. the context of the era it came out with, because it deals with you know a society that isn't really fully ready to deal with with being gay, the internalized homophobia, and the mm -hmm. HIV/AIDS crisis. I was about to say, yeah, like... and it's like it's a it's 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 there. It's a little bit in the background, but it is there, and it deals yeah. with it in a very realistic way. So so Kane not wanting to be open about who he is and struggling mm -hmm. when he finds his partner Mel and and they become a couple and and, and struggling to live openly as a gay man mm -hmm. that isn't you know looking at it with the eyes of today you mm -hmm. know you need to understand what it was like being a gay man in America in the AIDS crisis mm -hmm. and in Japan in the 90s like so mm -hmm. it deals with it in I think in a very realistic way. And I mean, it does have a lot of drama because you I mean, there yeah. are, there are weird ass 
jealous ex-boyfriends popping out out of nowhere. They're yep. cheating. Out of bushes. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, and he literally pops out of a bush, and then he he sleeps with his boyfriend's ex boyfriend, mm -hmm. and and you know, and he finds out about you know because of course there's sexual assault and of course there and is. you know and if and he uses that against his partner and yeah and in a lot of ways Kane isn't a very lovable character, but mm -hmm. both characters grow and they develop together. Um, and and I think it's interesting because it it does so many things that because it is from that that kind of the period where where BL is coming into itself as a genre and splitting away from shoujo, mm -hmm. but it still has a lot of the, those shoujo tropes. It has a lot of the early BL tropes, and and if you like you know stories like Fake and Banana Fish, I absolutely think that you would like. New York, New York, because yes, it's set in New York, but it has this thing where it also has like this side plot that is like a thriller crime thing. Yes, it does. Which is, which is very, is actually very interesting. I enjoyed it a lot. I didn't think I would get so invested in like the, because a lot of the time when you have a storyline like that, it's kind of like half-assed in the background, but it's actually mm -hmm. quite compelling. I really enjoyed it. So when I finally got to read the second volume, um it absolutely sold me on this series mm -hmm. i think that it's um it's such a perfect example of that kind of mid 90s like between sean and i and bl period and mm -hmm. and and the way that it that, that it developed and you can draw so many strings back to it and i i really like it i think it's worth a read even though you may not always love the characters all the time, but mm -hmm. <laughs> but I really do enjoy it. And the art is actually really good as well. There's especially one, like there's this love scene at the end of one of the volumes that is absolutely beautiful. And I just, yeah, I really enjoy it. It's amazing. I think it's super important to, you know, mention a lot of that historical context that we mentioned, which it feels we're talking about America in 1995 as history. Mm -hmm. uh, that feels weird but yeah well <laughs> gay history gay history yeah but yeah and i feel like a lot of older titles have that issue of like people aren't reading it in the context of when it was written or what yeah. it's about and i think that can make it a little bit harder to approach especially now as we get further and further away from this stuff um because yeah, like most, and especially like as a queer person, as a queer American, <laughs> uh, if you don't know that history, a lot of this stuff comes off as like really problematic or bad representation. Mm. Um, and like, it's just, it's not like, that's just the world that queer people existed in during that time. Like, there's a lot of talk about like older trans people being like like trans medicalists and true scum and like some of them probably are but a lot of them just don't really understand a world where you can just say you're transgender mm -hmm. because to them they existed in a construct that to be trans you had to do it medically yeah that's what it was in the 60s 70s and 80s like if you were going to do it you had to do it like they don't they fundamentally care out their heads around a world where you can just say i'm transgender and like that's writ that's yeah canon, that's, then that's accepted um but they but sometimes you know, like they'll enter like new queer spaces and they're like oh i can't believe that's a trans medicalist that you guys have up there it's like no that's just an old man <laughs> and he's just and an they, old man and he doesn't yeah. understand <laughs> 
and he was there like you gotta like there i went to so many like things with with queer elders mm -hmm. during pride last year and it was so fulfilling and mm -hmm. you know because they were there they paved the way and we might not and they said that themselves you know that they might not always agree they might not always understand all the things mm -hmm. that us young queer people are talking about or you know the the, the battles we're fighting but but they also at least the ones that I talked to were very, you know, much saying we don't necessarily understand this, but mm -hmm. we know how important it is to have these fights and to have these conversations. And, you know, times change. Yeah, they do. And even if, you know, your, your, your views may seem ancient and outdated, mm -hmm. it doesn't change whatever work you did for the community and for the movement in mm -hmm. the 70s and the 80s. Like we wouldn't be here without those people okay we wouldn't and i think it's important to mention that but um yeah. excellent excellent pick uh this one uh i'm gonna talk about a little bit because this may appear later in the season but uh i don't think we give the school series enough credit we're gonna talk about gaku in heaven a little oh my god have you actually read it yes i've never read it I don't even think I've seen any of the volumes. Um, it's like, it's like Oron, but not about prostitution. See, that was how I got into Gaku in Heaven, because I watched Oron and I wanted something similar. So I watched Gaku in Heaven. But and... there's no prostitution. No, but there are some twins. There are some twins. Uh, you know, it's gay school life. It, it is yeah. the gay school life. If you've read a school life BL, you have Gaku in heaven to thank for it. There is no more influential, this is where the foundation is set. And were there school life BL before this? Yes, of course there were. Excuse me. But this is where the foundations of every school life BL has built itself upon. From the uniform aesthetic to the tropes that the characters usually fit into to the biggest drama trying to be student body president. All right. The the foundation is Gaku in Heaven. But Gaku in Heaven, that's it's also a dating sim, right? It there's there are games. There are games. It started off mostly Otome. Yeah. Uh, but then people just kept making it super gay. Oh, yeah, because I remember when I watched the the series mm -hmm. uh, that I was so confused because it was my first time, I think, seeing, you mm -hmm. know, an otome or like a dating game turn mm -hmm. into a series. And I didn't understand the point of all these love interests and he didn't really end up with any of them. Because mm -hmm. now, but now I know, now I know yeah. because they're trying to cater to everyone. Right. And it's, I personally am not crazy about that anymore. Like harem reverse harem. Yeah. I just I I I'm old and I'm bitter and I don't like it anymore. But, but I, like, I yeah, I understand. But like back in the day that was so important. And I think again, like can I say it's enjoyable at this stage? I don't know. It's old as shit. It's trite as shit. <laughs> but I would love to read it, but just... I just I haven't had the guts to go back and watch it because I remember trying so hard to like it and trying to tell myself that I liked it. It's a slog. I hate Kazuki so much. 
it's a slog and you have an absolute nothing of a main character. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just an amalgamation of hopes and dreams. Uh, <laughs> and then you have like the obvious choice. And then you have a bunch of uh, assorted extras. I don't understand why the obvious choice is always the guy I hate the most. I just, I really, really didn't like him. Because like, they're, they're not written to be well-rounded characters. They're meant to be like semi-uke quiz, like one-word yeah, yeah, definitions yeah, yeah. of caricatures. I remember so little from that series. Like, I remember hating Kazuki. I remember the twins and being pissed that the twins didn't get more screen time. And then I remember that guy with the glasses and, like, the curly hair who kept going, Boku no honey! That's all I remember. I'm gonna go, I, maybe I'll rewatch it. Pearl's gonna rewatch it and then I'm gonna get a message about her suffering later. <laughs> you wanna watch it with me? We could do, like, a watch party. <laughs> Sure, we're gonna do a watch. We're we're gonna waste our watch party <laughs> on Gaku and Heaven. It's not I gonna think, be. I actually think Gaku and Heaven is on like Gaga or Viki or something. I think it's on I'm one not, of my streaming. I'm platforms. not gonna finally tie Corolla to a chair and make her watch Antique Bakery. No, it's gonna be she ties me to a chair <laughs> and we we watch Gaku and Heaven. <laughs> oh my god! It's not gonna be Kyokata Mao. It's not gonna be. <laughs> it's not gonna be Kin Porsche. We're gonna. It's watch. not gonna be Kin Porsche. It's not gonna be anything that could actually be like interesting. It's gonna be we're gonna rewatch this fossil. <laughs> that would be so much fun. We're gonna Why? rehydrate this fossil. Oh my god! Do you want to talk about your next one? Okay, if you if you don't have anything else to say, there's nothing it. else to say. It's the found. <laughs> there's. I it's it to me it's criterion in the sense that like uh in the sense that like a lot of old movies are criterion that like don't watch them anymore but like you need to know the references. Yeah. Dear God. Okay. I'm just having a, okay. Uh my next one, oh, we're going even further back in time. Uh I'm gonna bring up Tomoi. Uh you hate yourself? Yeah, I, I hate myself. Uh, let's see. Okay, it's written by uh, Makuni Akisato. And this one is from 1987. So this is even mm -hmm. older. That and is. again, I reread this uh, mm -hmm. at some point this fall uh, because I because I bought the Japanese volume. Um, mm -hmm. And I hadn't read it in a couple of years. And I mean, mm -hmm. this thing is bleak. It's yes. like, and it's... Again... A main character who really isn't all that likable you know he's like he's narcissistic and he's egotistical and you know he's arrogant there's deceit and there's death and also mm -hmm. some possibly problematic slash uh very insensitive descriptions of war in the middle east like i haven't read it in yeah. a while so i can't really remember because he th he's a doctor and again, it's set in New York because, you know, it's in this space where they set a lot of the... It's always New York, isn't it? It's always New York. It's always New York. Uh, and it's set in, you know, he's a doctor in the U.S. Um, and then he and somehow ends up going to war at the end. I can't even remember how he gets mm -hmm. there. But, he, but, but for a while, he goes back home to Japan where his family tries to pressure him into an arranged marriage because, again, he can't be openly mm -hmm. gay. And, but the reason I wanted to bring this one up is because you know, in extension of rereading New York, New York, mm -hmm. uh, this is actually the first 
lit piece of literary fiction, like the first piece of literary fiction of any kind in Japan that、mm-hmm. dealt with AIDS. Yeah,、and、I think that, that is so interesting. Yeah, it's it's groundbreaking, and yeah, that might be one of the reasons why it's so kind of inaccessible.、Mm. Is that like that's hard? Yeah, and it's and it's also from a, from an era like if you look at it, it absolutely doesn't look out. Like what we associate with BL, like the the、mm-hmm. style, like the 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 style of the main character. He looks kind of like Freddie Mercury with that little mustache, you know. And he, but just not attractive. <laughs> but it's you know because it doesn't suit with either the idea we have of you know Sean and I or modern BL. And I think、mm-hmm. it just kind of fell between a lot of the chairs. And I don't think it's been licensed here.、Uh, no. So I think a lot of people don't know about it. But it's like. It's such an interesting story, and it's like it, it's really, you know, it's doom and gloom and sadness and right. It's I think it's definitely important to mention, like, sort of what you said, where it's not fodder that we're used to, and it's frankly a very difficult subject. Yeah, it's it's really hard,、broach. and it's not broached in a way that like most people are used to broaching this topic,、mm. uh, because there's really only a few other pieces of popular media that try to talk about it, and like Rent is included in that list. Yeah, and Rent handles it like the source material handles it, Lavi Boem, like it's tuberculosis, like it's this <laughs> unfeeling, you know, specter in the night. That preys upon people, and it's like it's a little bit more complex than that. But I also think, yeah. But I think it's so you know because much like you know like New York, New York, I really love how this depicts the contemporary, you know, and how、mm. the the general how it was being a gay man in Japan and in and in the U.S.、Mm-hmm. Uh, or from a Japanese perspective in the U.S.、Mm-hmm. in In the eighties and the nineties, and then also because Japan even now isn't really good at dealing with things like AIDS, you know, and no. HIV, and、no. so the general awareness at the time, and I think it's such an important historic testament. So even if、mm-hmm. like the 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 BL aspect of it, you know, the characters aren't necessarily lovable, the relationship, you know, and it's not like it isn't what we're used to with you know、mm-hmm. the whether whether it's the fluff or the or the or the smut or anything, it's nothing like that. It's just a very It's very different, and I、yes. think it's so important to actually talk about it because I, I don't know, I like it, but it's a、mm-hmm. hard read. It it definitely、it's、is a hard read. Hard read, but yeah, like I think again, it's Criterion Collection that、mm-hmm. I think it's important for people to read it because I think of its difficulty. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and pimp a mangaka rather than a specific title. Which is anything by Natsume Ono, also known、oh. as Basso.、Uh, so Basso is their name for boys' love comics specifically,、uh, and Natsume Ono is the mangaka.、Uh, you probably saw their work with Aka Thirteen, which was fantastic. But they've been doing stuff forever.、Uh, what got me into them was House of Five Leaves, which, while technically isn't a BL, is very very gay.、Um, but Natsume Ono. But just they have such a unique art style 
And like I mentioned, uh, the world that revolves around Alan Neri, like that entire series was so formative to me. And it's interesting because a lot of the boys' love is actually um, in Italy. Like it's set in Italy. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's very, very influenced by very Western ideas of what homosexuality are. Uh, characters are often a bit more promiscuous and open about talking about sex because they don't have the same social uh, dampers on them that mean that homosexuality is so taboo. So there's something that's almost liberating about like just having like a bunch of like gossipy gays at brunch. Mm. Because like that's something that I can relate to like as an American, you know, who's, you know, fairly secure in their sexuality and is okay being open about it. Like, that's me and my friends. It's a bunch of gossipy gays, you know, yeah. getting gelato and talking about, <laughs> like, messy stuff. Like, there's something that felt so real about that in mm. a way that, like, a lot of other manga about BL didn't. Because, yeah, like, I accepted that I was bisexual, like, in my teens. And even then, like, as much as I may have been, like, in the closet, quote-unquote, with my family, I wasn't anywhere else. Yeah. So the way that a lot of manga at the time was treating being queer felt very foreign to me because I was very open about it. It wasn't mm -hmm. a secret. It was, yeah, like we talked about it. Like me and my friends talked about it. We supported each other in it. And there was something that was like really, really comforting about the world that revolves around Alan Neri and a bunch of the other works that are in that because there's a bunch of spinoff works for that. That felt very close to home that it's like yeah it's just a bunch of friends like just having a good time and like yeah there's relationship drama and yeah it's messy but again we talk about this in the side character of river episode that it's not just about the main couple it's about the other guy and yeah. his boyfriend it's about the valet and the gelato shop owner and this slut over here like it's about everyone it is i love I love it when there's a this slut over here. There is definitely a this slut over and here. And I can tell you all right now, always my favorite character. <laughs> I think I think you'd like them. Like, yeah, there is I a think. this slut over here. Like, it's great and it's mm. refreshing. And I think being able to set it in Italy, it's very, very accurate. You know, as someone who's been to Italy, you know, because <laughs> if you ever go abroad, you have to mention you're, you're contractually obligated. I... I'm so confused by how things work over there. I'm just like... You are contractually obligated to mention that you've been overseas. What What was it? Yeah, we were we were up until 3am last night playing Resident Evil 2 because we have no uh, control. Because uh, you're great. Oh, God. And we were three disaster gays playing Resident Evil in the middle of the night. It was great. We were screaming our heads off. It was super fun. But there was this one moment where there's like, you know, Chris Redfield has like, mm -hmm. has been on vacation and mm -hmm. he has sent a letter to the rest of the stars team. And it's mm -hmm. like the first line is literally something like, uh, there is no way to describe Europe because it's so vast. Well, I'm like, yeah, because it's a continent. It's not a country, America. Jesus Christ. Like, We're if, not a monolith. If any American has been outside of America for five seconds, <laughs> it becomes your whole personality. <laughs> you take on the accent and you're just like casually like speaking in a different accent at like the yeah. fucking Applebee's. And then it's like, you know, with, like, the, with the, oh, that's what they call it in. That's Whatever. what it's called in Paris. <laughs> I have a croissant. 
That's what they say in Pallies. Oh my god. Like it becomes your personality. And I was, I hate to say it, I was in my 20s. It happened to me. Uh what when you I'm, were in Austria? Yeah. Cause I so actually I studied abroad my junior year. I went over there when I was 20. I turned 21 when I was over there. Oh wow. So I was peak cringy young adult. <laughs> I was peak cringe. And I, I will never cringe Amanda was like. Oh my oh, I'll tell you. We were at Olive Garden, which is not authentic Italian fare. And I actually compared it to the food in Italy. And everyone that was in my family just stared at me like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> like, of course, you're at a chain restaurant, Amanda. Of course, it doesn't taste like the pasta you had in Sorrento. Of course, it doesn't, you fucking moron. <sighs> of course not. But like. It did become my personality for a little bit. Going to Japan has not become my personality, which I'm very proud of. Because I do know Wait, some people. Hmm? Yeah. No, but you're I, an adult now. So. I, I am an adult. But, like, it did not become my entire personality. In fact, if anything, I feel like I don't mention it enough that when I do mention it, it's like, where the fuck? Wait, what? Where? Yeah. What, what happened? <laughs> but... No, I I love Basso's work. I think more people should read it. I feel like they kind of like went under the radar a lot. Uh, yeah. A lot of this stuff is harder to find in the U.S. I actually have most of House of Five Leaves, which I treasure a lot. Uh, so, yeah, that's me pimping yeah, Basso. That's good. That's Thank good. you. Do we have to talk about Golden Cane? Yes. Love of my life. I'm going to be brief because I don't even remember most of the plot anymore. It's been an hour and a half. It's like, I'm over here. Listen, love of my life. Kindle Kane, Golden Kane. I mentioned this. I know I talked about this when we did the episode with BL Garden. I can't yes. remember if I've actually talked about it at length here. I know I've not. No, okay. I don't even really remember it, but I love it, okay? Because it's, it was the literally, best series. it was the first. BL that I read that wasn't Dojin mm -hmm. as far as I can remember I'm pretty sure it was like the first one and mm -hmm. it absolutely floored me because I never read you know original BL before and mm -hmm. I don't even know there's this guy and and he's sad and depressed he's a very sad depressed Uke and his brother may or may not be dead mm -hmm. and he meets this model named Kane and mm -hmm. they fall in love and there's all this drama and you know there's the brothers complex and and the jealousy and the non-con and he's rescued mm -hmm. from a gang rape by mm -hmm. kane and and kane speaks to him in vietnamese and i remember being obsessed with that when i was a kid because i was like i wonder what he's saying because it's not translated like it's translated in the sense that he's speaking in Vietnamese and then it's just like you got the the furigana in the Japanese mm -hmm. volume and then I think it's just like romagized in the in the English volumes. So I have mm -hmm. no idea what he to this day I don't know what he actually says to him. And I remember being like, I need to learn Vietnamese because I need to know what Kane said. <laughs> and I could probably just Google it at this point. But yeah at this age you totally could just Google yeah, it. But it's but just that's not the, the point. That's not no. what this is about. No, the point is that I was absolutely obsessed with it. And I know that I went back and reread it a couple of years ago. And I and I had a little bit of that. Why was I so obsessed with this? Because honestly, it's not it's not the best 
mm-hmm. manga I've read in my life. I will say that, but I have such a fond memory of it. It's such a, it was such a profound title for me when I was younger that I feel mm-hmm. like I have to mention it all the time. It's from 2003, so I feel like it's on the newer side. Um, <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. But yeah, I, I just, I feel like. I need to mention it every chance I get because it was important. It was very formative for me as a person. <laughs> it's a good one. Okay. I, I do. Yeah. Uh, we're going to wrap this up with our last two because we have We've already been, been here for a while. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about yellow. Yes. I love yellow. One of my favorite. Uh, I'm not gay except for you. One of my I- favorite. Yeah, genuinely love yellow. Yellow is so much. It's fun. It's and honestly, I love Makoto Tateno. So there's that. Yeah, but yellow, an absolute goat. Uh, it's obviously why I love Matt and Mellow so much because it's <laughs> yeah. the same pairing. This is actually actually true. It's the, it's the same pairing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the threads are crossing the, once again. Once again, it's oh. the same. It's the same fucking pairing. Uh, down to the chain smoking. Yes. But it's just, it's two guys. They try to find drugs. Uh, for for good reasons. Not for bad yeah. reasons. For good reasons. They're finding <laughs> they're the like, drugs. They're like cops or something, right? But they're not cops. They're like no, affiliated they're not cops. with the Yeah, cops. right, right. They're like this yeah. weird. Yeah, like they're like affiliated. They're, they're vigilantes. Um mm who find drugs and sometimes it means like crazy costume changes uh <laughs> it's literally just mad and mellow i love it so much i haven't but read it so, in a while it's I so wanna... good and the art is good and there's some dumbass trope shit in it mm. and it's but... one of those that i like to introduce to friends who it's like you know good. i used i use little butterfly and yellow like those okay. are little butterfly is trash it is Amazing. Leave me alone. No. No. I'm ridiculing you. No. No. It's, it's trash. I love it. It's just because you're allergic to fluff. Even yes, though I there's am. so much trauma in that in that in that story. There's a lot of trauma everywhere. Yeah, true. But yeah, I but yellow also goes into that whole, you know, it fits in with, you know, fake and banana fish in New York, New York, and all of these. Yes. It ha- and and it has kind of like the same vibe. I really, really love yellow. It's really upbeat. It's fun. Uh, I really like it. Mm-hmm. It's just two guys having a good time. Uh, and then they do some gay stuff. And it's good gay stuff. It's good, it's good gay stuff. You want to talk like about it. rifle scope? Uh yes. I mean, I don't really remember rifle scope. I was gonna reread it. Rifle scope or what is the other name? Let's see. Uh, You're virtually Googling. No, I have it. I wrote it down. I think maybe I may have accidentally deleted it from my document. <laughs> what? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I have it here. It's fine. Okay. okay. So, so it's also known as Shate Honey. And what again, it's, 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 it's one of these things that I found in a live journal community that just was there mm-hmm. and it's like it's like because i was making that video and i just have your voice in my head on repeat going it's like is this a fever dream or is it bl 
But I know for a fact that it's a BL because I read it so many times when I was like 16 years old. It is both a fever dream and BL. I can't really tell you what it's about, but it's like there's this two thugs and of course i think this is where my obsession with delinquents came from honestly i don't remember anything there's this one dude i think maybe he transfers into the school and then he gets in in trouble with one of these guys i just remember mm -hmm. someone writing their name on the blackboard like you know they do the little ai gasa thing and then yes. they have like a fight and then they end up screwing each other and and because he literally oh my god i just remembered this shaped so much of all the horrible characters i've written in my life like my originals that i have written because i think that they get into an altercation in the classroom and then one of the guys just jam his hand in the other guy's pants and like just jerks him off in the classroom and then they have a feud but they just become like fuck buddies or whatever and then there's this one scene as you do where they screw in a graveyard and there's like a ghost who possesses one of them. It's very strange, okay? But it's it's such a fun read. Like it absolutely doesn't take itself seriously. What the are art, we doing? The artwork is actually not that bad. Like I think it's it's kind of like a cross between there are some panels that are really, really pretty. Like the graveyard mm. sex scene is actually like very well drawn. Well, how is a tasteful graveyard sex scene? I had <laughs> I had I remember having a panel from that scene as like my as like my background on my phone for the longest time in my teens and it was like yeah but but there's also some parts that is like completely unhinged like cartoonish drawing so it's like a really fun read and I mean probably you know it's just super weird I feel like it was one of those things that you would just find in the early 2000s that was just there and I feel like it's so, it's such a testament to the era and the things we were reading. Yeah, that sounds. It's such a weird, weird thing. I love it to this day. I'm going to, I'm going to read it again later. Because, I mean, now I found it. I have to reread it. It's so weird. All right. We're going to wrap this shit up with Lovers in the Night by Fumi Yoshinaga. Okay. Because it's a period piece. Set during the French Revolution. Oh, uh, there we go. About a horrible fuckboy and his way too loyal butler. It's everything Amanda loves. Again. Yes. Listen, if you need to make an, a, a perfect Amanda manga, it's a pretty it was little. Made yes. for you. It was made for me. There is no one else who enjoys this content as much as I do. It's a prissy little fuckboy <laughs> and his. <laughs> horrible 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 butler i mean not gonna lie that sounds it's juicy it sounds intriguing and I, it's I'll give you. it's a lot of like fancy parties it's oh i love it so much i, I love it so much there's an erotic hot cocoa scene <laughs> But I feel like a lot of um, Yoshinaga's work that is an antique bakery tends to get a little uh, bypassed, which is fine. But some of it is just that shit. There's a prequel to Lovers of the Night called Gerard and Jacques, which is about the butler. Uh, and it's traumatizing. <laughs> like most of Yoshinaga's work is. 
I have no idea what you're talking about. What? She's, oh, man. But I just, I feel like it's important to mention Yoshinaka because she has been producing for a while. And I feel like people kind of like stopped at Antique Bakery. Mm-hmm. And then they, they picked up with What Did You Eat Yesterday? But there wasn't enough gay in it to keep people. I love What Did You Eat Yesterday? But it's, you know, I, there's a little too much cooking. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think, it's- but, but if you like cooking manga, I think if you it, like cooking manga, it's great. Yeah. And I love, like, especially in the more recent volumes, I really mm-hmm. love how their relationship has grown. And, you know, because they are literally aging. Like, I'm starting to get concerned for them, you know, because I'm like, they're actually, they're like actively talking about what's going to happen if one of us dies. I'm like, calm yeah. down, you're 50. Like, yeah. It, I feel like also a lot of that was marketing because so many people tried to market it as like the spiritual successor to Antique Bakery. And Antique mm. Bakery is not about baked goods as much as it is yeah. about one man's trauma. And and Yoshinaga does say that that what did you eat yesterday isn't supposed to be a BL. Yeah, but I feel like, like a lot of the marketing around it was like, it's like a sequel to Antique Bakery. And it's like, no, no it's, not. <laughs> it's not. And Antique Bakery was about baked goods basically just as an excuse to talk about trauma that's all yeah. bakery was so you want to talk about trauma we're going to talk about baked goods instead and it's going to be a thinly <laughs> veiled metaphor for trauma and the manga covers are scratch and sniff for some reason what is it with baked goods and trauma in these series i'm just saying that yuki 80's favorite food is how did i know how did i know the next words that were going to come out of you <laughs> How did I? I already knew. I saw it. I was like Cassandra Nova in the X Men. I saw it in my mind's I mean, eye. To be honest, I don't think it is that hard to guess. I I foresaw it. I was like I was like Charles Xavier. I knew what you were going to say. <laughs> but it it had to be said again. It had to be but, mentioned again. We're not going to talk about her for an hour and a half. Uh. But I think Lovers of the Night is definitely worth reading. I think it's one of the ones that kind of gets glossed over. Was that one licensed? It was licensed. Hmm. It was licensed. I think, actually, give me a second. Because I think they had a license issue. Let me type. No. Uh, Do-do-do-do-do. Apparently my computer is like, hey, you aren't going to uh, type anything. I feel like, who was its original publisher for the life of me? I cannot remember. No, I don't want to open with Amazon. It was blue. I thought so. Of course it was. It was blue. I was about to say, I feel like it's blue, but I have to confirm. It was blue. Um, A lot of her... Uh, BL work was released through Blue. And I was like, wait a minute, I know this one. Um, but yeah, Lovers in the Night, not enough people talk about it. More people should read it uh, along with some of her other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You want to go into your last one and then we can wrap this shit up. Yeah, I mean, I haven't finished reading it, but now that I finally own it. We're not, not talking gonna... about banana... We're not talking... Why are we talking about banana fish again? We're not going to talk about banana fish. We're not going to talk about banana fish. I think I'm you're just, lying. 
I'm just saying I put it on the list because I already talked about so many 90s uh, series. No, I want to talk about Heart of Thomas. Heart of Thomas. I want to call it, it Heart of Thomas because it's set in Germany. And I don't think anyone says Thomas in Germany. That sounds not a, not a single person. But supposedly that's the title. And again, 1974, our Lord and Savior, one of the founding godmothers of BL, Motohagio. And I finally own oh, this thing. I'm so fucking happy. Oh, I am so excited because uh, They Were 11 is coming out in English this year. And I'm just like, yes, I love that one so much. Anyway, so I haven't finished it because it's 500 pages. I have about 100 pages left. This is, a, mm -hmm. this is I mean, this is one of these really formative works. It came out before. Um, it came out before Kazuto Kinuuta. But Kazuto Kinuuta is still counted as the, the first BL because, you know, uh, uh, Takimiya had been trying to get it published for nine years already, yeah. so it already existed. But uh, Heart of Toma is, you know, it is all of those things that is early BL. It's the mm -hmm. influences of Hermann Hesse, German boarding school, all boys, they're all like super pretty, super idealized, super sad. Like, mm -hmm. the, it literally opens on a suicide. I mean, it's the most classic BL thing ever. It's, it's dramatic. Yeah, it's dramatic. And it's like, and what's interesting is that I think, because going back to the beginning of this episode and us mm -hmm. talking about how older stuff isn't necessarily palatable or easily understandable for mm -hmm. younger readers, because I mean, this is from the 70s. Like, even for us who were around in the early 2000s reading a lot of 90s titles, this is like old. It, yeah. It, I, I love that your list contrasted mine so much in that way that I'm like old as the 1990s and Curl is like, here's this fossil I dug out of the earth. Yes. This is the Shroud of Turin of and BL. It, yeah. And it's so like, it reads as someone who has, as someone who has studied classic literature. No, but as someone who has studied literature, <laughs> it reads like, like a 1700s romance novel. It like, does. It it's does. very dense. It's it very dramatic. Of Jane Eyre. Yeah, it has that. You know, it's just it's very confusing because a lot of the characters look alike. It doesn't make it any less confusing by the fact that the guy who dies in the beginning, you know, he's dead. But then there's a transfer student who looks exactly like him, who yeah. stirs up all these memories uh, in the school. Student. Yeah. So there's like it's because of the way it's told and because mm -hmm. i think a lot of manga back then in particular like the storylines were a lot more more like they were a lot more floaty so it's like yeah. it's told through the characters having conversations and through mm -hmm. like like a thing happens and then another thing happens and there isn't necessarily a rigid like storyline so it can be hard to follow Absolutely. but it's so interesting to actually read it and again going back to what i mentioned you know seeing these tropes come into existence you know Absolutely. where did it come from because we are at like this is the beginning we're at the beginning of bl's existence here and i'm yep. so excited and it's also such a mess because you know they are they're just boys they're 13 to 15 year olds but it's mm -hmm. since it's set in like the 1800s or something they're supposed Ooh, to be yeah they're supposed to be adults so you know you have 13 year old adults running yeah. around with no guardians because they're all out of school and you know their frontal lobe isn't developed so you have all the teenage drama while they're supposed to be these 
up, you know, upstanding young men. And it's such a mess. And I love it so much. I'm so it glad is. I finally get to read this. And I, and you know, again, these are so far from the BL of today, but I think it's so important to read them to understand no, absolutely. where we came from. Very, very strong, like number one on the Criterion collection of like, you might not like it, but you need to know this. Like if you're going to get your I'm a Fujin card, like you needed to have read this. And again, yeah. you, you might reach the end of 500 pages and be like, this is fucking dumb. And it's yeah, and like and, and it's okay if you don't. And I remember for the longest time I didn't read these classics mm -hmm. because I I didn't like the style or I didn't think mm -hmm. I would understand, or you know, being young and stupid, but yeah. there's no sex. Why would I read BL that doesn't have any steamy scenes, right? Because even though there are steamy scenes in like uh Ruta, they're not uh why would I read BL if they aren't I, I'm I'm the Gaston of BL, like why would I read a BL with no fucking literally me? I know I same though. And I mean now I'm an adult, I can appreciate it. And from an academic perspective, I love yeah. it so much. But I just think I'm it's actually, so I'm with yeah. you. Some of the sexiest BL I've read has like relatively little fucking. Because it's, yeah, it's not always about the fucking. But sometimes, I mean if sometimes there's a, like I, I've said it before, if if there's a sex scene that makes my chest go tight, that's a good one. Like when I get that, I oh my god. No, I'm fine. I don't understand what you're talking about. My heart, my heart palpitations are perfectly okay. You see someone. I All right. <laughs> it's been two hours almost. Wow. What a start to Thank the year. Thank you uh, for sticking with us. Thank and you so much. This is where we thank our patrons, uh, where I bring up patreon.com, not a sponsor, kind of a sponsor. Uh, so that I can read our patrons' names because I realized I promised we'd do that and uh, we don't do that at the end of episodes anymore and I will not be a uh, a liar any further. <laughs> so, new year, new Amanda. To our shipping crewmates, we have Lucy H. and Laura Evett. Thank you so much. To our second tier, the shipping first mates, we have Rachel Tanner, we have Sue, we have Amora Blue, we have Rin, we have Wesley, and to our highest level, our shipping captains. These are the ones that have decided here's way too much money and we appreciate it a lot. Thank Persona Nom Groton! And Jamie Andreasen, thank you, thank so, you much so much for uh, helping keep the show going. And, you know, you guys do get some fun perks, including exclusive videos, shout outs at the end of episodes, and, uh, you know, the merch, the episodes, all of it. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. If you'd much. like to join them in supporting the show, uh, you may do so at patreon.com slash shelf. We do have an Instagram, a Twitter, and a Discord that yeah. I've gotten better at linking. Good. I'll get better at using it. <laughs> I've been MIA again for, you know, weeks. Uh, You've been busy. I was busy. And then I was uh, playing with the Devil in Crisis Core. Uh, Corolla, did you add in that your engagement helps us a lot? Yeah. You I want to read? Yeah, because we did decide that we were going to get better at promoting ourselves. So we did. 
I wrote in a little line. Your okay. engagement really, really helps us out. So if you would, please leave us a like and a comment. Talk about yes. your favorite old school reads and recommendations because we'd love to hear them. Yeah, we'd love to read them. Um, I guess we have to become Phil DeFranco now. Smash that subscribe oh button. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that feels no. wrong. Stretch out your long ass Yahweh hand fingers. Yeah. Go. <laughs> no, okay, that was disgusting. I'm that sorry. That was gross. It's like an eye, like an eye, eye lemur. It's like the one opinion. Please don't click dislike. Please. Yeah, please don't click dislike because we're weird. <laughs> <laughs> Next month, in yeah, honor I, of February. Amanda uh, is so excited. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about fluff. Yeah, fluff off. <laughs> You're so it's, happy. You love I'm, I'm, that, I'm simmering right now. Like, I'm is, steaming. Is that why? Is Wasn't this your idea? Yes. Yes. But was that why you brought up Gaku in Heaven? No. No, okay. No, oh, no, no, I know, I know, I know. There I we know. go. Oh, you remember the, the meeting. The, 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 wheels, the wheels are turning. Yeah, yeah I do, you, I you do. You remember the meeting. Uh, okay. We will see you guys at the end of the month for a live stream. Patrons, you get your exclusive episode at uh, next week. At next week. At next, next week. week. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be great. If you like to see us squirm. Uh, yeah, if you like chaos, I highly recommend joining on Patreon. It's a very good month to join Patreon. It's a great month to join Patreon. Uh we will see you guys in the next one. Thank you so much yep. for listening. Thank you so much. It's good to be back. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <What was that>? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>